Hello and welcome to another podcast of Father and Joe. I am Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Hicks. And Father, since one of the things we do in this cast is, along with our main goal of bringing people to God and the Holy Spirit, is to talk about the Mass a little bit. And one of the things I wanted to brought up was just why do we do the sign of peace? Hmm. We could say that one of the great fruits of our faith is peace. And if I can make a little contrast that I think will be uh, interesting, there we're always moving to a deeper peace. Maybe we can stop and, and reflect on what peace is for a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Jewish understanding of peace, shalom, is not a ceasefire, a lack of conflict, a lack of struggle, a lack of difficulty. Peace is a fullness, more like satisfaction, fulfillment. It's having our hearts full of what we really desire. So if we look at peace in this sense, it's more like the way you feel after a good meal, but imagine that meal is not just the passing good of tasty food, but is the lasting good of love and uh, a job well done and the conclusion of a struggle and uh, a reconciliation in which love is restored between two people or the coming to an understanding. When we think about peace between nations, the only peace really happens when there's actual understanding It's not just a matter of ceasefire, but sometimes we also have a peace that prepares for receiving. We have to at least be at a ceasefire before we can get to the point of listening to each other. You know, getting to the point of peace talks requires a kind of ceasefire, but then the peace talks should lead to a deeper peace. So a peace that prepares for and then a peace that comes from that's a fulfillment. And so when, when Jesus says in the gospel, if you have anything against your brother, leave your gift at the altar and go and make peace with your brother. That's a peace that prepares for. That's a piece of cease talks or ceasefire that prepares for peace talks that leads us into the communion. And uh, if I can use the imagery, I have to maybe apologize for this, but I'm in the midst of a a course with Christopher West on the theology of the body. And so we're really focusing on the great mystery of the, the, of marriage and the the marital embrace and the way that the body speaks theological truths. But, you know, when you have a, a conflict between spouses, when they're fighting with each other, then they need to come to a place that they can at least have a ceasefire, that they can at least stop hostilities, that they can have some reconciliation And that's necessary before they can come into communion with each other. And I mean that in the spiritual sense, but also in the bodily sense, that marital communion. They need to have some kind of reconciliation. Marital communion doesn't produce that. It has to have a certain starting point. It has to have a certain uh, unity, and then it brings to a deeper unity. And then we can think of the peace that comes after the marital communion. So, 
that's how we're leaving we're, we're moving from a kind of reconciliation a kind of ceasefire into a peace talk to really be able to see each other and to love each other to know each other and to entrust ourselves to each other and then that leads us into the deep satisfaction of being able to rest in being known and loved rest in the fulfillment of having another in our hearts whom we love and so that's the what we see also at the mass that uh it's interesting, in a different liturgy, the Maronite liturgy, you know, just as a reminder for our listeners who've listened to all of our podcasts, we've talked about it some time ago, but mm-hmm. in the Catholic Church, there are 22 different uh, rites, R-I-T-E-S, rites, and there are three major families of liturgy, the Roman that we're so familiar with, also the Byzantine that some of our listeners may know about, but also the Syriac. And in the Syriac liturgy, so the Maronite liturgy or Syriac or Chaldean or uh, Indian, different Indian liturgies, anyway, in the Syriac liturgy, the kiss of peace actually comes at the offertory. So before the Eucharistic prayer, before the Eucharist is consecrated, before uh, the the priest says the words, "This, this is my body given up for you, this is the chalice of my blood, poured out for you, before he speaks the words of consecration, the peace, the sign of peace is given at the offertory. And that's the kind of reconciliation Jesus talks about in the scripture. He says, if you have something against your brother, leave your gift at the altar. And they literally do that in those liturgies. They they bring the bread and wine, the gift to the altar, and they leave it at the altar and make peace with your brother. So we need that kind of preparation. We need to be in a space that we can actually enter into the Eucharistic sacrifice. We leave our gift at the altar. We make peace with our brother, offering that sign of peace. And then we're ready to enter in and encounter the Lord and have that fuller experience. In the Roman liturgy, we do the, uh, we emphasize peace afterward. Now, we should still make peace with our brother beforehand, just do it before Mass, you know. We don't do it in the, in the context of the liturgy. The peace that we celebrate in the Roman rite is after the gifts have been consecrated. We are there. The sacrifice of Christ has been offered. The victory has been won. Our redemption has been secured. And we have a reason to rejoice. We have a reason to celebrate. We have a reason to rest in the, in the victory that's been won by the Lamb. And so we, we offer that sign of peace. We receive it from the altar. The first thing is that the, the the priest standing there with Christ in his body and blood, consecrated on the altar, says, the peace of the Lord be with you always. And the congregation responds, and with your spirit. So that's the full giving of peace from Christ. And then, now that we're all filled with peace, we have our own gift to offer. We have that peace that came to us from Christ, and we can offer that to one another. And so we then turn and and it's an optional part. It's not necessary, but it's an optional part of the liturgy that the deacon or the priest will say, let us offer a sign of peace to one another. And we offer that sign of peace. So this is the, the fullness that we come to, that we really become brothers and sisters in Christ, that we really become one family, that we are really united by his sacrifice, and that the walls of division are broken down by the self-offering of Christ on the cross. And so that's a it's a it's a full moment 
that we experience all of that peace together and we offer that to one another and we rest in that. And then we are really ready to receive what comes to us in the Eucharist. And then even after the Eucharist, we're beyond words. You know, we take some silence after we receive him and we experience that peace in our hearts and we just take some silence there and rest in him. So in a, in a way, we could say the whole Mass is about peace. <laughs> That's the whole thing. And all of it, the sacrifice of Christ is offering to us what he does for us, the love that he gives us, the way that he sees us, the embrace, the unconditional uh, love that he has for us that also leads to forgiveness, reconciliation. All of that is about peace. And it really is the fruit of the kingdom that comes to, to rest in our hearts. Well, so there, there's obviously a lot there. Um, I, <laughs> so a lot there. Sure, sure is. So the, the, you mentioned there the, the preparation for a meal, the way that it was in, in the Jewish rite, whenever you started your, your explanation there. And that took me back to the thought of, you know, really the Last Supper and it being that's that's part of that's the main part of the mass is is the Eucharist and remembrance of Christ and the way that you said fulfillment with a food that will last you forever and, and that kind of joy and the peace that makes a that makes a whole lot of sense and just that explanation you gave right there is a very deep elaboration that something that the vast majority of us probably have never given any real thought to, but with that explanation, a much deeper understanding of, of the mass and, and the importance of which you're about to receive the communion in the mass, you know, relative of when you're doing the side of peace. And, and if I can just say, Joe, uh, kind of elaborating on that, you know, in, in light of that, it, it tells us also about the, the quality of the peace. So the sign of peace, sometimes it, uh, it turns into a kind of, you know, hail fellow, well-met, back-slapping adventure, got to run around and, you know, uh, it becomes a little bit of a, a reverie. Now, there's a part of that that's, that's fitting because we should be filled with a certain joy and our heart should be full of, of what's happened in the Mass. So it's not a, I don't, I don't want to, dismiss that, but I also want to say that the peace that comes from Christ is, is so full that we don't want to just dissipate it on a lot of superficial kind of, you know, uh, backslapping, turning around. It's not like an intermission in the middle of Mass where we finally, like, get to be ourselves and sort of, you know, shake our, 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 our clothes out a little bit and, and uh, you know, but, it's, but there's something amazing that we've just received. And that's, it's even an optional rite. The priest doesn't have to do the kiss of peace. It's, it's totally optional. It happens in almost all of our churches. Some places at daily mass, they don't have the kiss of peace. And that's without diminishing it at all, because he's already said the peace of the, peace of the Lord be with you always. Receive that. We receive that in a certain depth. And then there's a, a reverence with which we acknowledge that we share that with one another. 
And we offer that, we give that from our own hearts and we receive that from one another, but there's a certain solemnity to that. There's a certain reverence to that, which is very appropriate. Uh, and I know, you know, certainly for a married couple, I'm thinking about you being at Mass with your, your beautiful wife, Joe, and, you know, to, to, there's, there's a place for a, a beautiful, a tender embrace there. And, uh, you know, and sometimes we, we use handshakes. Sometimes there is actually a liturgical gesture where, one puts their hands on the shoulders of the other, and the other one receives the elbows uh, of the other. And there can be a very warm, you know, kind of cheek-to-cheek embrace in that and a, and a gripping of, uh, that's, that's very warm. There's a kind of liturgical gesture of the sign of peace, but it could be a place for a very warm embrace. But just to, just to say there's a gravity there as well, you know, not just a kind of uh, lighthearted, superficial thing, but there's a gravity to that moment of peace in the Mass and the peace of Christ descending on the congregation at that moment that's, that's beautiful and that we should desire for it to extend to the whole world so that the whole world could be embraced and enveloped in the peace of Christ. Yeah, and putting yourself in that mindset certainly will make the Eucharist much more meaningful to you. You know, it's like any gift, the, the more prepared you are for it and the more ready you are for it, the better it will be. So to translate that, you know, if you're a three-year-old, they show their readiness by the excitement. You know, they can't get ready, you know, can't wait to have this new super soaker and go squirt their sister. And they're so excited, they can't wait to rip all the packaging apart and just fill the thing up and start getting everyone all wet. And, you know, I think that part of us is growing up has to become more reserved, just a function in society. But the peace, I think, is ultimately what you're trying to get at because when you are calm and, and full of heart, I think that there's just an extra element of the Eucharist having an effect upon you and, and reaching it out to your soul. And, and it's stillness in your mind and body. At least that's what I've been coming to find is, is the end result, which is part of what prompted today's cast. Well, and as you said very beautifully, Joe, the, there's a place for that kind of childlike excitement. And there's an amazing way that we can have all of that childlike excitement bubbling up in our hearts and pour it out on someone with a certain amount of reserve and reverence. You know, that's, uh, that's where there's a real self-mastery. We're not talking about a kind of repressed, cold distance where we act in formalities. That's not what we're talking about. But with our hearts filled, bubbling over with that childlike excitement, and yet expressed with reserve and reverence. It's powerful. It's really powerful. Sure, sure. Yeah, and, and you know, it's... I've always had a problem trying to describe feelings, as I'm sure... You've seen a lot of people in that type of situation. And that's the only way, you know, peace is, is the word for it. But given the explanation in the beginning, I think that's the wrong word, knowing how much more the liturgical meaning of peace is now. But just a, a stillness and a calmness that gives you just a, just a confidence moving forward that is, is kind of un, unparalleled. And a really good thing for all aspects of your life, and and there's just a, a, a maybe rejuvenatory feeling about it, 
that is to say. And yeah, yeah. So, so sorry, well, got a little sidetracked there, but that's that's the types of feelings that that I get from from it, and I think it does just enhance the feeling of the Eucharist because I do know that different points in people's life, depending on what they're going on, they have different experiences up there at the altar. And I'm sure that you can see that and maybe can even articulate about why that is a little bit. I think uh, maybe we can save that for uh, another podcast. I know we have to, uh, to keep things a little bit shorter Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, then, then that's where we'll begin this next cast. Again, um, we look forward to being with everyone here this week. We will be uh, advertising, as always, on on Twitter at uh, Father and Joe. Please feel free to follow us and give us a retweet. It's how we help grow the cast. Please give us the reviews that you have been, and we will be again with you here next week. Thank you, guys, and have a great week.